and welcome to the Hypnotizing Podcast, the podcast about hypnosis, transformation, and healing. This is Dr. Liz. And in the month of June 2017, I'm running a contest. Woo! Love contests for reviews because reviews is often how the networks will present your podcast to new people to listen to. If you have a lot of good reviews, they're more likely to do that. So if you write a review in June 2017, Send that review to me, send me your username, tell me what platform you put it on, email that to drliz at drlizhypnosis.com, that's D-R-L-I-Z at drlizhypnosis.com, and I'm going to put your name into a drawing to win a t-shirt, a Hypnotize Me podcast t-shirt. The logo is really cute, you all know that, so <laughs> I am happy to send you a t-shirt in whatever size you are wherever you are listening to this. This is being listened to in 61 countries. So I'm so pleased about that, that all over the world, people are learning about hypnosis. So that's the June contest. And feel free to share that with friends and loved ones, whoever you want to share it with, even strangers, right? (laughs) Just kidding. All right, let's jump into today's episode. I had this dream last night that... I was at this big conference and somebody was reading off towards the night before Christmas. It was like a presenter, but he would pause and wait for someone to say the line. So he'd read a couple of lines and then he would pause and see if anyone knew the next line. And nobody did. Like maybe one person would try it and they would get it wrong. And then another person would try it and they would get it wrong. And then a third person would finally get it. So I woke up from this dream thinking, oh, I should do an episode on hypnosis for memory enhancement. So this is what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to review a study, actually a couple of studies about enhancing academic performance and memory with hypnosis. Then we're going to talk about studying and reading. And believe me, I am an expert, quote unquote, on this. Pretty much anyone with a PhD, a doctorate degree is an expert on how to study and how to memorize. So we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to give my top book for memory tricks, how to memorize better. And then my next episode and some upcoming episodes, actually, I'm going to talk about hypnosis for increasing your ECT score, your SAT score. So that will be an interesting episode, as well as learning a second language. Okay, so that's straight up memorization too. all those words you have to learn. Let's see if hypnosis can help with that. All right, so let's jump into today's topic. So this first study was published in October 2006. We're going back a a ways here, right? But I actually did not find that many studies on academic performance and hypnosis. It was actually quite surprising because I get this question all the time. Can you help my grades be better? It's generally coming from teens, right? Like teens of my mom friends and stuff, right? <laughs> like they want to do better in school, which is great. I think they also want a shortcut which we all do, right? We all want shortcuts to doing better in school and academic performance and learning something and memorizing something. We all do. So I was quite surprised to find that there weren't that many studies on this. But let's look at this one. October 2006, it was published in the American Journal of Clinical Hypnosis. The authors are DeVos 
in Lao. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's L-O-U-W. So I really have no idea how to pronounce that. But it is called the Effective Hematic Training Programs on the Academic Performance of Students. And what they looked at is grades. So they said, okay, if we run hypnosis on these two sets of students, let's look at their grades before April grades, and then after June grades, and let's see if there's a difference there. And this study did something really interesting. They said, okay, let's take traditional relaxation type of hypnosis, and let's compare it to what they called active alert hypnosis. So the emphasis there is on different things. One is on relaxation and getting sleepy and all of this stuff and getting suggestions. And the other one is about being alert, increasing your concentration, motivation, enlargement of the attention span. It's emphasizing different things. And they said, let's compare those two. And then they also had a control group as well. So first they said, does a difference between these two groups exist at all? Like hypnosis versus non-hypnosis. And they found, yes, it did. And they looked at the variance. The P was less than 0.01 in this study, the difference between the two groups. And it wasn't just like, you know, your grades get better at the end of the year anyway, right? So they, they do statistical techniques to ferret that out. So hypnosis did make a difference. Then they said, well, let's look at the two different conditions, a relaxation versus active alert hypnosis. And what they found is that there wasn't a difference between the two. So any type of hypnosis, relaxation or active alert, quote unquote, actually helps students improve their grades. So this is great news. This is good news for our students. But the point that's here that I actually think is the most important is that there wasn't a big difference between like this traditional like sleep relaxation type of hypnosis and active alert suggestions, meaning you could do a hypnosis for your kid to listen to and fall asleep to at night. (laughs) Totally will work. Or they can use more active techniques, which a lot of teens are more comfortable with, to be honest. Like a lot of um, teens and young adults are not that comfortable with this whole like a going into a relaxed state, right? So they this study used a clenched fist technique, which you clench the fist of the dominant hand and associate it with positive thoughts, emotions, motivation, concentration. And that worked just as well as the, you know, lay on my couch and feel sleepy technique. Okay, so that's important to know. And that was found in some other studies as well that they cite. That's, you know, they got that technique from a different study, right? There was another study, though, published in 1970 by Swarsinski and Co. And this one called Hypnosis, Hypnotic Responsiveness, and Learning Meaningful Material. This one was more about, like, recall. Does hypnosis help to learn active material. So not just like this general suggestion that you're going to improve concentration, memory, academic performance, which was the other study that I just talked about, but like, can it actually help you remember something in the moment? And I'm going to talk more about this in the next episode too, about ACT and SAT performance. So this is often what people ask as well. 
should I put myself into a hypnotic state before I try to learn something? Okay, so there's a big difference between these two questions. Can I use hypnosis to overall and in general increase my concentration, my memory skills, my performance? Or can I use hypnosis to actually help me learn something in the moment? So two different questions, right? And what this study found is there was no difference between someone who tried to study in the moment versus and learn that through hypnosis through someone who didn't try to do that through hypnosis. No difference. Hypnosis did not help with that. And there are a couple of studies that say the same thing. Okay, so don't try to put yourself into hypnosis and then learn something. And this really makes sense. So hypnosis in general is pretty relaxing. And when you think about studying, you're in a pretty active state when you're studying. Like sometimes you get bored and you get sleepy and you fall asleep and that's when you like take a nap and then you come back to studying, right? You don't try to keep studying in that state. I mean, I think these days kids um, do like energy drinks and other stuff that they probably shouldn't be doing to try to stay awake and study when they absolutely have to. But really your body's saying, hey, go to sleep, rest, then come back and study. So that makes sense to me. Like no, hypnosis would not improve like this active studying state and active recall. So what will help with that? I did tell you I was going to talk about my top book recommendations here, and I have two of them. So one of them is called Photo Reading by Paul Sheely, S-E-H-E-E-L-E. And these will be in the show notes. The studies, the books, everything will be in the show notes so you can access them easily. And this is an amazing book. I actually got a hold of the whole system. It was from an ex-boyfriend, someone I was dating at the time, had the whole system. And it was like CDs and books and all this stuff. I've always read speed reading books since undergraduate, which is a long time ago now. For me, graduate school, I read another system. Sorry about the beep there that it's Florida and it's summer and I'm recording and the electricity goes on and off. Like we get power surges pretty much all summer, <laughs> really. So he has a whole system about how to speed read and he talks quite a bit about hypnotic techniques in it. He talks about that active learning state. So it is not the relaxation state. To the best of my memory, I don't have the whole system anymore in front of me. I had to give it back to the ex-boyfriend at some point, right? I remember very clearly the state that he suggests to put yourself in right before you preview a book. So in this system, you preview the book and then you go back and read it. But before you preview it, you sit, you're in a highly attentive, concentrated state. You picture almost like an orange hovering right above your head. Now, that puts your brain in a state of concentration to picture that orange. So take a moment to do this. You're sitting there. You can ground your feet if you're not driving and listening to this or exercising. You can picture the orange hovering right above your head. And that focuses your concentration. And then holding that image in mind, you flip through the book and see, okay, what is this book about? Where are the headlines? Where are the main points of this? 
what's I going to talk about? Where are the table of contents? And you do that and you preview the book. And he goes into more detail, of course, in his book about the techniques to do this. He has some really good ones in there. So I highly recommend it. Once you've done that and you set the book aside for a period of time and you come back to it, you're going to actually remember more when you go back through that book. Or you're also going to get a sense of where the important places in this book, because depending on what type of book it is, you don't need to read the entire thing word for word. Okay, so that's one book I highly recommend. The other one is a book that my daughter picked up and wanted to read called Moonwalking with Einstein by Joshua Four. F-O-E-R is his name. Moonwalking with Einstein. Okay, now, you can bet your grandma that I was excited that she wanted to pick up a book about better memory techniques, right? (laughs) Like, yeah, what mom is not going to be excited about this. And we both read this book because I was interested in it too. Now, this is a book that a teen would want to read or a young adult, just so you know. It's told in a really engaging way. And he talks about all these memory techniques that memory champions use. So they run these contests. I had no idea before I read this book. There's like the USA Memory Championships. There's the international level memory championships. They run these in contests in different countries where they give you something to learn and then you have to learn it immediately right there. Okay. So these are not set sequences. It's like sequences of a randomly shuffled deck of cards, all this different stuff. So these are really fun techniques that he reviews and he claims that pretty much anyone can learn these. And we did this at home some, I found it just fun, really, (laughs) right? I was like, let's try these out. Let's see if we can remember a list of like 10 dogs. Okay, and if I just give you a list of 10 dogs, it's pretty hard for most people to remember them. They retain what, about like seven digits, right? Our phone numbers, which we don't even do these days because we... I'll store those in like a cell phone, a lot of us. A list of 10 dogs, you drop off around like five or so. But I said, okay, let's picture the dogs doing different things. And this is similar to the memory castle technique of picturing things in different places. And this really worked for us. The story started with someone knocked on the front door. We open the front door and there's a boxer. And then in my daughter's room to the left, there's a Dalmatian. And we walked down the hall, my daughter's room on the right, there's a poodle sitting on her bed. And if we go into the kitchen, there's a shih tzu cooking dinner. And if we turn behind us to the bathroom, there's a pit bull trying to get into the bathtub. If we walk into the living room, there's a Great Dane and a chihuahua sitting on the couch watching TV. So it's building these pictures in your mind and going through the pictures to recall whatever it is you want to remember. Okay, so if we start at the beginning, who can tell me who was at the front door? A boxer, right? And then there was a Dalmatian, there was a poodle, there was a Shih Tzu in the kitchen cooking dinner. (laughs) There was... A pit bull trying to get it out of the bathtub. We walk into the living room. There's a chihuahua and a Great Dane. So you're combining these funny pictures in your mind 
to remember them. And then I did a test on the girls, of course, right? Like I said, okay, now I'm going to test you on the dog order. So it's the order of the dogs, not just what dogs are, is it? It's the order of the dogs, like two days later, and then a week later, and then a month later. And it's been probably a year since we read this book. And it takes a little more effort now because we don't do it all the time. <laughs> but we can still remember the dogs. It's crazy. I think it's crazy fun too. So that's one I highly recommend you read. It's a fun read. It's fun as like a family activity. Like let's see what we can remember today. And you can try this with all different kinds of stuff and engage your kids. And I think it really teaches too that you have control over your memory. So often kids don't think they have control over the memory or they're struggling with spelling words or they're struggling with this or they're struggling with that. So it teaches them there's techniques, there's fun techniques, there's different things you can do. It is not just all straight up boring memorization. Okay. Yes, you can use hypnosis to also help you, but there's all kinds of techniques out there that can help you do this kind of stuff. Like I said, the, the literature really doesn't support hypnosis learning something like in the moment. It supports achievement and academic performance overall, like increasing that overall, increasing your own sense of concentration, memory, ability to do better. It increases that, like that research is actually pretty clear. And then with that, use all these fun techniques to help you learn stuff. All right. That's it for this week, people. I hope you have a wonderful week. I really do. And send me an email if you remember the dogs. Okay. Talk to you soon. Peace. If you like this episode, do me a favor and rate, review, and subscribe on whatever player you like, or even better, tell a friend so that more and more people learn about hypnosis and how it can be helpful for them. If you want to know more about me, head over to drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z, hypnosis.com. You can see the downloads and see if there's one that's helpful for your life. Or you could also join the newsletter and get a couple of free files as well as lots of good content. I've written a newsletter for well over 10 years. Go ahead and subscribe and join the rest of the world. All right, people, have a wonderful week.